1: We continue the week here at the NFL Experience in Los Angeles, site of Super Bowl 56, just a couple of days away from the game. And a man who knows a thing or two about playing in Super Bowls, a thing or two about winning Super Bowls, a thing or two about being one of the best running backs of all time, still the all-time leading NFL Rusher Emmett Smith, great to see you, pal. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing today? Good. You know that record is never going to be broken.
2: Well, we don't know. We we we'll see. They said it wasn't going to be broken before.
1: Yeah, but it's not going to be broken now.
2: THE Games <laughs> changed. The game's changed too much. The game has changed. It really has. It the game has become a little bit more open. A lot more passing. Uh, they're doing a lot of things to protect players, and so therefore even pitch counts for running backs are starting to get get calculated into the equation. So yes, it has changed. But still, somebody out there may come around and, and, and do that and break it.
1: We love talking to you every year and I remember you telling us previously you want to be alive when it happens. Yes, I would love to because Walter Payton wasn't there when you broke right, his record right.
2: and it would mean a lot to you to be able to pass the torch. Be able to pass the torch just like I do with my son uh, and, and, my, and my kids. At, at some point we have to give them permission to move forward and to become their own men and women. And uh, with this, I wanted Peyton to be there because I I already had his permission to go and break the record, but I wanted him to see it happen, celebrate with me so I can honor him at the same time. And hopefully that can happen for me. Is there anyone you're watching now in today's game that you think maybe this guy has a chance? No one's close yet. I mean, when Adrian was still playing, I, I was thinking that he would have a chance, even Frank Gore. Frank Gore surprised a yeah, lot of people. He, he surprised a ton of people. And so the game, you you have to have longevity and good fortunes uh, to be on quality teams to where you can amass a number of yards but stay healthy throughout the whole entire process.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. And with the push to keep quarterbacks healthy, the rule changes and the implementation of the rules in a way where you see the flags fly all the time for roughing the passer, they want to keep the quarterbacks healthy. They want, the, they want it to be a passing game. Right and it's just evolved away
2: from the way it used to but, be. But, like, like, things do evolve, and they do go away, but yet they, they find a way back to where they originated at who, some point. Who do you like watching run the ball? Uh, there's a ton of guys out there. I, I, I'm going to probably leave some names out, but obviously my boys Zeke and Tony Pollard, uh, Derek Henry, Christian um, um, McAfee, uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying watching Cam Akers run the rock right now. Devin he- – uh, not Devin um, – um, Minnesota running back. Oh, Davin Cook. Davin Cook. Um, and, and even I'm waiting to get see Saquon Barkley come back into the fold. I know last year was his first year back, and he suffered a, a high ankle, real bad high ankle sprain. Uh, but I still think he's a guy to watch. But, but that was the thing that set you apart.
1: And the game was even more brutal and physical than it is today. And That's not water that Emmett's drinking, and I'm going to have my sip, too, here in a little bit. That's straight out of the bottle, just cracked, and I've smelled it. It is not a prop. It is real. It is going to be a good day here at the NFL Experience. You were durable. You were durable. You had all the skills. Yeah. You could run. You could move. You could slip through a crack, but you always kept going. Was it will? Was it the way your body's made? Because even today when the game isn't like it used to be. Right guys get injured all the time. How did you keep
2: going every year, every year, every year? I think it's a combination of all the things that you did mention, but also it's the behind the scenes hard work and taking care of my body, getting the proper rest, trying to eat right. Uh, Way before eating right and doing those things have become very popular. Now, Uh, I've incorporated a number of different things within my resume to keep my body healthy healthy so he can perform at the optimal level. Now, grace and mercy is the thing that kept me away from the big, big injury. Uh, durability is something that I've always have taken pride in. Uh, the one thing about a professional athlete, he or she must be available in order to do the things that I have accomplished. No availability, you're losing out on your opportunities to achieve a level of greatness for yourself. Uh, and so for me, I just feel very fortunate that I, um, my body was built the way it has been built. It performed the way it needed to for me for 15 years in the National Football League as well as even the high school, and including college. I was thinking about this the other day without understanding the total carries I had in college. But in high school, I think I had over 3,000 carries or something like that. And, and, and with the pros, I had over 4,000 carries. So Derek Brooks and I were just talking about how long I've been carrying the ball. Well, and one way
1: to ensure that the creaky joints stay lubricated Oh yeah, is with uh, yeah, a moderate amount. Of yeah. Drink I like it how you said it. I don't say it as well as you say it. You say it again. Heridura. I like Heridura. how you say it. Heradura. Heradura. Yes. It's it's uh this this really isn't I mean it's it's nine AM Pacific time, but it is it is five o'clock somewhere, specifically in London, where we have plenty of friends watching the program on Scott's yeah, So yeah. I'm gonna give it a little
2: try here. I must add this. Oh, that is good. Oh if that you don't, is good. If you don't do it today, National Tequila Day. That is good. And National Tequila Day is coming up 22, no, what, 2, 22, 22. That is National Tequila Day, so you can go ahead and get this Ultra Ñejo and, and take a shot on me. Why did I get the big glass? Why did you get the big glass? You're going to because you only have one white glass over there. You only have one, so I had to get your glass up other the way, so I figured
1: uh, i you the You're going to be sipping color. on it all day. Well, I'll nurse this for a while. You can give me a little more before you go, and I'll, I'll have something to keep me looking No, this excited. is yours. Oh wow! This is yours. Oh wow! This is yours. All I brought right. it for you. But I figured right. I'd crack it open and drink right. one well, with. Thank you. you. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk Cowboys. We we may need a few more of these before we talk Cowboys. <laughs> if we do, we want to talk
2: Cowboys. We
3: need <laughs> some right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: well, what, what I said after they lost to the 49ers. Yeah. I, Chris Sims and I do the show every day, and I said, Chris, you know, if you'd have told me after Super Bowl 30, when you guys won your third and four years, that 26 years later, the Cowboys will not have even made it to the NFC Championship, I would have said, you're crazy, you're nuts, you're, you're, you're nuts, 26 years. Mm. How in the world has this team not made it back, not even to the Super Bowl, to the game before the Super Bowl in 26 years?
2: Well, that's a very, very good question. Um, when I think back over the 26-year time frame, I think the Bill Parcells team, coach team, may have been the closest, if not... If not, it may have been uh, Wade Phillips' team uh, when Romo and, and Dez supposedly did not make the catch in the yep. Green Bay. Those are the two teams that had the chances to do that. This team now is definitely poised for a level of greatness. And what do I mean by that? They have the talent. They have the skilled players but uh, Dak has a ton of weapons. I would upgrade on a tight end spot because we need a guy that can really create some running lanes on the outside and and push somebody off the ball or either win a neutral. Offensive line needs to come together a little bit more and be a lot more healthy. Now, with that said, we have to run the ball better. We definitely have to run the ball better. And I think the better our line get, the better our running backs will become. I think when you're starting to have – guys moving around a lot you don't develop the consistency that you need to have up front in order to gain the confidence of the running back that these guys are going to move a certain way and move how much are they going to move now if you're getting pushed back the whole time it makes it tough on everybody now on the defensive side of the ball we talked about how the game has changed the game has changed on the defensive side of the ball with a DBs don't have a chance in hell of defending the wide receiver in this game because the game is leaning toward high-scoring offenses. Anytime a defense even sneezes on a player, it's a flag. We saw it at Thanksgiving. Yeah, we saw it in Thanksgiving. And then when it comes down to making mental errors, our Cowboys are jumping off sides at the wrong time. Our Cowboys are getting holding penalties at the wrong time, doing stupid things that hurts us. So we're killing ourselves. I don't care how talented of a football team we are. We don't have the mental discipline or the 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 sheer will to get better every game and eliminate these little fine little things. We won't be. Where does that successful. come from? Who who who, who, do you, who do we point to and say? It goes straight across the board from the coaching staff all the way down to the players. The players have to buy into the system and they also have to develop a self-discipline because you have to be focused on the football field. You got to be attention. You got to know what the down and the distance there. And when are you going to – I mean, instead of jumping, paying attention, focus in, laser focus, because you're going to see that come Sunday. These two teams have not made as many mistakes in the playoff as our Cowboys did. Eleven penalties in one game.
1: Eleven. Everyone thinks that it's just a matter of time before Jerry shoots a shot with Sean Payton. Do you you think it's inevitable?
2: No. You know, I, I think so far, I mean, we have the staff still intact. Queen was a big, big, huge addition. We needed to shore up that defense, and our defense and Michael Parsons and and the way that they plan, they had one heck of a season. Now, we still didn't stop the run as well as we should have, but we had a heck of a season. Offensively, we sputtered. We were we showed a little bit of inconsistency, and I think, um, I mean, offensive play selection at times really hurt us. Uh, we we did not use as much creativity that we could have used in order to create more issues for the defense. We got, I mean, think about it. We have four or five wide receivers, man. Not to mention Tony Pollard coming out of the backfield and Zeke coming out of the backfield. So you actually have five or six guys that you can actually move around and do crazy stuff with. When I look at the Rams offense, I mean, they move around a lot, but they ain't doing too much stuff that's so fancy. But the Chiefs, on the other hand, they're very creative. Very creative offensively. And I think I, I think Kellen Moore can be very creative as well. But I want to see it more consistently. Who you like on Sunday? Well, I wish I said I wish I could say I like the Cowboys, but they're <laughs> not here. <laughs> you know, I, I like Matthew Stafford uh because he's a Dallas kid and and I'm an NFC guy and I've always wanted to go with the NFC team. Uh Joe Barrows, on the other hand, I think he – has the potential to be the next Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. I really do. And I believe that when I saw him in this first year at LSU and his second year was phenomenal at LSU. Um, But this game here, they say defense wins championships. And I think the Rams' defense is, is solid enough to where they can do it. The run game on the Rams' side, Cam Akers, I think, has a chance to have a big, big game.
1: That's the key. Nine sacks
2: allowed by the Bengals
1: against the Titans. Well, the Rams are going to bring it, and we've seen it in a few Super Bowls in recent years where that pass rush overwhelms the opposing offense, and that's the difference. Whether it's the Panthers over the – or the Broncos over the Panthers Mm -hmm. seven years ago, last year the way the Buccaneers harassed Patrick Mahomes. I feel like it's going to be like that too, but but we'll see. The thing with Joe Burrow, and you're right, he's got that Tom Brady magic to him, and I think if the Rams don't knock him out and let him hang around –
2: yeah. They may take it. They they, they I I agree. You give these guys, these guys are they're fighters. Yeah. And they won't quit. Well, you let this hang around and I am going to take it. Well, you, it's,
1: yours. it's yours. I am
2: taking it. I know. I'm just, just making let, sure. No, just don't drink it all up. I, I won't. If you don't drink it all in one setting, no, no, you'll be fine. I, no, no.
1: You'll No, I wouldn't have a job uh, <laughs> come. I wouldn't have a life come tomorrow if I didn't know. Always drink responsibly, but we you'll appreciate be fine. it. Say it again. I like how you say it better you than I do. It. And it's awesome. It really is good. I'm not just saying that because I'm getting a free bottle. I wouldn't take it if I didn't like it. Emmett Smith, great seeing you as always. Thank you. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Yes, sir. Be good. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back to the NFL experience in the Los Angeles Convention Center, site of Super Bowl 56. Joining us now, a guy who spent 16 years as head coach of the New Orleans Saints. The speculation is already rampant as to when he will be coaching again, but for now, we have him here. He's part of the media. Unofficially and soon officially. Sean Payton, welcome
4: back. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's it's good to be back and, and kind of back into a maybe a normal uh, Super Bowl media row, if you will.
1: You've got this fascination with the media, and I assume that you will be able to pick and choose your offers, but I almost feel like your curiosity has taken over. Like, you know, I've done football from this other angle my whole life. I kind of like the idea of being able to look at it through a different lens.
4: Yeah, look, um, I feel that way. I'm excited. It, there's a little bit of that unknown. Um, you know, my my first time going through this and shoot 33 years now I've coached and 16 at the same team here in the NFL as a head coach. Um, I had that moment three days, two days ago where I was vis- visiting with a network and the Uber driver dropped me off and I just got out and I had like this new sport coat I had bought. And I walked up to the, the gate, and all of that was, like, completely foreign to me. And then, you know, met somebody that took me to the room and, and had a, g- a great visit with some really neat folks. But the point is, it was clearly out of what would be my comfort zone, and that would be looking at senior bowl tape right now, getting ready for the combine. And it, it's, a, it's an entirely different change. And, you know, something that you look at as a challenge because you want to be successful at it. Do you want to do games? Or do you want to do studio? What's your preference? I, listen, uh, I asked that question twice now, and, and with the idea that I really want them to say, hey, this is where we want to put you, and then go do that. What about weekday stuff?
1: Because there's a whole week between games where there's plenty of discussion, and you're great at breaking down what happened, talking about what went right, talking about what went wrong. And I know you don't want to work as hard as you did coaching, and I know how hard you worked, and the human body isn't meant to do that. But you're going to realize if you're just working on Sundays, and you're going to put the work in during the week, but there's Monday through Friday, there's hours there where you could be generating content as well. I feel like once you dip your toe into it, you're going to realize, I like this, and you're going to be looking for more avenues.
4: Yeah. It sounds like an offer or an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> we can have the conversation.
1: <laughs> I, I said to Ron Rivera earlier,
4: no, I, I, I said to Ron Rivera earlier, and you'll hear Ron Rivera
1: if you're <laughs> watching the show. This is, see, I'm a professional. Ron Rivera is coming up. But you'll hear me tell Ron Rivera at the end of the interview, Chris Sims wasn't able to be here today. He's been Wally pipped. But I don't know, maybe we can go, maybe we can leverage Ron Rivera against Sean Listen, Payton. We, we absolutely can.
4: That's what, that, that's what a capitalistic economy does. That's right. Um, no, I... Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they're t- – it, look, it's easy to say. Mr. Benson, the late Mr. Benson, uh, would always tell me, hey, the, the whole retirement thing everyone sells you on TV is overrated. You know, you, 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 you want to get up in the morning with a purpose, something to do, and, and clearly uh, I'll feel that way. Um, like already there's some things that happen back at home, and, and they happen. And look, everything moves, and it moves on either you know, with or without you. And, and right away there's that emptiness like, ah, I, I didn't see the Senior Bowl film. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't have the calendar that we normally have this time of the year, and that calendar tells us here's February, here's March owners' meetings, here's April draft, here's May minicamp OTAs, here's June minicamp, here's start of training camp. It takes us all the way to the start of the season, and we stop there only because we want to see who we're playing, when we're playing. And you're so driven by that that this, these two weeks have been like, all right, got to return a car it's Dennis's car now. And I, yeah. and I've got, I, I asked Mickey, I said, Hey, I, I'm going to get this car back to you. And he's like, ah, you know, you get whenever you take it as long as you need it. And then I'm like, all right, what does that mean? How long is that? Is that like in weeks? Um, I've got a, uh, I've got to get it, you know, a health insurance plan now, you know, that you just normal things that you haven't even given any thought to maybe for the better part of, you know, a third of your life. Um, change address all the things that you do when you have to move and uh and it's it's such it's such a real answer there's no you know it's it that's exactly you get up in the morning you're you, you, my mind's racing like relative to the address changes getting back to people helping you know some of the coaches that are still looking for work in our league that uh that have opportunities and then uh and then doing these other things um but, but you seem invigorated by it. That's, what's, that's
1: what's so encouraging. You, yeah. you're, you're embracing it with the same zeal that you've embraced everything you've ever done.
4: Yeah, I there, I, I believe that there's a, a tremendous power in the fear of failure, and I don't say that in a negative way. But man, you, you don't ever want to not succeed. And so, um, I, I'm kind of, I think, a, a glass half full guy, or someone that looks at things, you know, with a positive lens, and. And, but I also recognize, you know, that there's an easy eye to what you see people do in, 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 in media and you take it for granted. And then when you really get down to it, you're like, man, it, it's difficult and it's challenging and you, you want to be really good at it. The saints moving
1: forward with Dennis Allen as the head coach. And I know the one of the things you said during your farewell press conference, you want to be sure that you left the team in a better spot than when you found it. And when, I mean, the the, the the organization, the city, everything was in a very bad spot. I mean, you took it from the lowest of the lows to the highest of the highs. How do you feel about
4: the team moving forward with Coach Allen taking over? I, I think real good, uh, and I know that Dennis and Mickey, our GM, uh, feel the same way. There will be some cap issues they'll deal with. Mickey, Kai, those guys have done a great job. Man. Mickey always figures it out. Yeah. Every year there's cap issues, and Mickey figures it out. Well, and, and look, when people discuss that um, – Ultimately, it's we think we can win. Um, You know this idea. I'm going to say it because it drives me crazy. This idea of tanking games to get the best player um, in our league is mythical. Like, in other words, you can't show me an example where that's happened. Where it's because you can't turn off and turn on winning. Except
1: at halftime of week 17
4: in 2014. No, it happened when you were playing when. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. The idea that it benefits you as a club is. No, I agree with that. Yeah. You sell your locker room soul. You sell. And so we've seen it. We played Tampa Bay and it happened. Uh, We we all watched the Eagles a year ago with with Peterson coaching and a substitution. And but but that's flawed thinking. And and I have no problem saying that Um, it's not the NBA. And all you have to do is say, all right, let's look at the last 25 Super Bowl winners. And someone might say, well, they've had a quarterback. Yeah, but they've learned to win. And you don't just turn that button on and say, we drafted our quarterback guys. Now we're going to win. Because no, you, you're trying to win at everything the moment you start building a program. And so uh, I think that's I, – I, I'm critical of that, that's flawed front office theory.
1: Right. Well, but let's go back to 2014, Week 17. You're playing the Buccaneers. They are one loss away from nailing down the first overall pick so they could secure Jameis Winston. They're up by 11, and the second half starts, and And what happens?
4: Well, look, when someone gets hurt, the the coaches upstairs will say, Coach, the corner's out, you know, the right corner's coming in. And I just kept hearing over the headset, "Hey, they took out uh, Levante David, they took out uh, the – Coach, all their backups are in. I'm like, get, 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 what are you talking about? Uh, and all that took place in the second half of a game. And you know what? We gladly won it then. And you're not thinking. No, I knew
1: exactly. 2014 it, wasn't a playoff year for the Saints, so you're not thinking. Well, you know what? We still want to win. win. We want to win them. You all. still want to win.
4: Yeah. The day that a guy walks in to tell me that, hey, it, it we'd be a little bit better off if we didn't win. That uh, it, again, it, it's it's it's. It's flawed thinking, and we want to play those teams.
1: And that's a great point. You can't turn that on and off. Winning is either it's part of craziness. your culture or it's not. It's
4: craziness. And so, look, they lost that game. They got Jameis. And, you know, that was Lovey. And Lovey was was asked to do that, right? And a year later, they're firing Lovey. All right? Peterson was asked to do that when they, they put in Nate Sudfield. Everyone kept saying, why are they putting in Nate at halftime? We're all watching the game, and, and you know, the, the, their starter comes out of the game. And, and – At that moment, like, they couldn't move the football. And, and, well, they fired Peterson a year later. um, Yeah, I I, I don't – and I don't know the NBA game well enough to know. It certainly seems like the one player there is – it's an important deal, and they have a a lottery system to prevent that. But I can't think of an example one time that you could point to in our league. If you just took the last 20 Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks, for instance, and say, well, that's how they were acquired – and then they went on to be successful. Um, that's that's someone who's got the wrong person's ear in a building that the owner shouldn't be listening to. You ought to just turn the music up real loud when someone comes to tell him that's what we want to do. And that's just the truth.
1: This is why you're going to be great in media, because you're going to tell the truth. You're going to be honest. You're going to be open. You're it's going to be brutal. candid. <laughs> and because and, and there's, there's a lot of stuff that gets sugar-coated, and there's a lot of stuff that you know. You've seen it from the inside out, so you can give folks a window yeah. and you know how to explain it in a way that's accessible and understandable. It's not going to be filled with jargon. You're going to be great. We're you're trying to, great. to win them
4: all. Like we're trying to win them all. And even when you're out of the playoff hunt, we're, we're, we're still learning to win them all and learning to win and competing to win. And it's important to see uh, Jalen hurts one more time in, in a regular season game. It's important to see, you know, these other players and it's important to win that game. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for that other thing to ever happen. You know, that's the unicorn.
1: So uh, one thing that helps you win is Zebra Technologies. Tell us what you have
4: going on with that. It's 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 simple for, look, the better part of eight years now, they track uh, every player that's played in a game, regular season, preseason, postseason. Um, they track the player movement. We get data from that. We, we help. Uh, it's just a little chip. This thing um, is the size of a, a, a little, you know, call it Coke Top. And, uh This fits in the shoulder pad, and basically we're able to see how fast a player is moving. For the production crews, they they have the next-gen stats. My son loves that. You know, the fastest running back. Derrick Henry hit 22 miles an hour. That comes from this. Um, Player safety relative to training camp, you know, how far these guys are traveling in a practice. Someday we're going to have this, and we we already have it in the ball, but someday we're going to, that punt that goes out of bounds, and we mindlessly walk until until we stop until we stop and act like we know where the ball went out Yeah, that, that's nuts we have we have, we have we have we have we have a way to, to tell you exactly where it went out and we're going to do that sooner than later um, why is it taking so long
1: why, why are we still doing two, two sticks with when I say 10 this, yards
4: of chain the, I'm going to say this though in defense of the two sticks and the 10 yards of chain periodically and it's changed we can't get measurements as much but don't you think there's some pretty cool drama when when they place that chain? And and when Gene
1: Steratore does this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: So I don't think that's going away anytime soon. But the randomness of a ball flying out of bounds, you know, and and the current method of which we measure where it went out at and the plane it went out at is is crazy. Um, And then also, look, when it crosses the goal line, I think it's helpful if the chip's in the ball and the minute it hits the the, the plane of the goal line that we're going to have a light and and that's going to, that, that, that shot clock light, if you will, is going to allow us to look closer as to where the knee is. Um, so there's some basic things that are, that are going to evolve because of this. But they're a great league—they're uh, a great league sponsor, and they're, they're good for the teams. They help us; they, they really help us be more efficient with work. You know, if you want to, we can actually look up data and, and tell us—you know—how often is Cooper Cup inside versus outside, and then if he's ever outside of this person, it's 100% pass or run. That kind of stuff. So
1: when you go to the media, you will have occasions like this where you're interviewing someone, and you will have to ask a tough but fair question. So here's a tough but fair question. Absolutely. Have you called or will you call Mike McCarthy and say, don't worry about me, don't think about me, don't look over your shoulder, just go do your thing? Have you had that conversation? With I have And
4: you know what? I, that's a good idea um, because I felt like it took place for a while with, with Jason Garrett, a good friend of mine who I coached. At the Giants. Uh, still a close friend to this day. And I, and I consider Mike someone who's a close friend. And Mike's done it long enough. We both entered the league as head coaches the same year in 06. You wanted the Packers job. He got the original. Yeah. And so we're we're of the same age and we're of the same background. And, and look, uh, our paths have been different. But, um, yeah, I, I think it. it, it, it I'm, I'm his big fan. And, and I think he's one of those guys who's a fantastic coach. Um I had this whole conversation with with the Saints ownership the week prior to the wild card round, and Mrs. Benson said, "Take a week, go on vacation to Mexico, and and before you come back with that answer, because I knew then I, I wanted to step away and and churn <clears throat> sure up that first round game. Dallas loses, and I'm like, ah." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so much easier that <laughs> I had the Tuesday before that. You, you know what I mean? Um, but it's good you didn't do it the Tuesday after. The Tuesday after was like That's the, when all hell broke loose. Yeah, that, that's 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 like I can't, no one can remember what happened on the Tuesday after. <laughs> that was when, like, a, a UFO landed or something. <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. Um, well, it, it, it's great to have a chance to
1: see you in person. It's great to talk to you, and it's going to be very interesting to see how things go in your media career. It's going to, you know, we're, we're both old enough to remember EF Hutton. Remember the EF
4: Hutton yeah, When EF Hutton when he talks, talks, people, people listen. listen.
1: When Sean Payton talks, people need to listen. Uh, and I can listen all day. I mean, you did a 90-minute press conference. And, and at no point did I think, my God, would he just wrap it up? So that tells me you're going to be great in the media. No, you got great things it. to say, and I can't wait to see what you have to say and hear what you have to say. That's it I appreciate for now. It. For now, we'll be back with plenty more PFT Live here from the Super Bowl right after this.
4: Tannehill under
1: center, Derrick Henry the long setback, Henry gets the carry, pull up the right side, breaks the tackle at the 30, there he goes to the 40, Henry's off to the races, nothing but green! That was one of the memorable Monday night games of the season featuring our next guest. The King is here. I'm surprised. Last year you had the throne. I'm surprised you're not taking the throne with you for these. I know. I should have brought it. That would have been great. <laughs> they could carry it in. Yeah, they do the thing. Yeah, they, yeah, so. Carry in on the throne and put oh, you up yeah. here. King Henry, Derek Henry. Great to see you, pal. How's everything?
3: Everything's good. Great to be here.
1: Let's start with a moment like that. When you break free and you know you're gone, What, what's the feeling? What's the what's the thought process if there even is one when you're running to the end zone and you know they're not going to get you
3: uh you know just this hyped up looking 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 forward to seeing my teammates in the end zone no. do, you, do you check video screen uh no not really i'm looking straight ahead i'm trying to get to the end you zone. know not, it doesn't matter they're not going to get yeah, you i'm looking to the end zone i'm ready to go get six yeah um it, it was it was a great
1: season until it wasn't obviously mm-hmm. and it was a huge surprise for everyone watching the game i'm sure it was a surprise for you after mm-hmm. that colts game and it felt like everything's set up for the Titans and everything's falling together and then we start hearing news that you've got a foot injury that may require surgery when did you first know there was a problem with
3: your foot first quarter
1: but that Colts game yeah cuz i remember we saw images of you on the sideline With your shoe off mm-hmm. what 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 told you something was wrong
3: um it, uh, it was a running play which we got i got hit in the backfield and then the next play i went on a uh, on emotion behind the quarterback and I tried to run I was like whoa something feels something something feels a little funny and then we went out that series and went to the sideline I was like hey my my foot feels feels weird and then uh, after a while when I put my, my cleat back on it just never felt back right and I knew something's wrong.
1: When you find out you're going to have surgery walk us through that process because everything was going so well you're on pace for 2,000 yards again and then it's over just like that. Give us a thought of 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 what you experience when you get that news and, and you have to focus your efforts on getting yourself healthy and come back as you did.
3: Oh, yeah, d- devastated because I've never been hurt um, during the season with a significant injury, missing a lot of time. So I was devastated. Um, took a little while to process, about the surgery and, you know, just um, taking, taking it all in, you know, just, just on, just now it's just a road to recovery and doing everything I can to get back to, uh, to possibly play again um, this past year.
1: When did you know that you were going to be able to make it back? Because a lot of people just thought it's, you know, I mean, serious foot injury, surgery, meh. Once we started hearing you may come back, that was a stunner. When did you first know you had a shot to get back and play?
3: When I started getting back on the field, running and stuff, and seeing how I felt and getting comfortable, I knew I had, I had a chance to make it back.
1: When you got back in the playoff game, did it did it feel like maybe you know I wish I would have had a game under my belt? Like was it did you feel rusty
3: at all when you came back? I mean it's 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 still gonna be, it's still gonna be some some rust because I haven't played in nine games you right. Know what I'm saying? So, um, it was I would say it, it, it was probably a, a little bit of rust. And you know in, in that game you know we all think we should have played better. I feel like I could have played better and um you know did, did some different things to help us win. But in the, the day we just we didn't play the way we needed to to win that game.
1: You guys have been knocking on the door the past few years.
3: What do you think needs to happen to kick it open? Um, Play a complete game. Take advantage of opportunities when they're there. Especially in the playoffs, you know, you got to be able to capitalize on things. Um, Play sound football in all three phases. Finish finish games the way we want to finish them. And, you know, let everything else take care of itself. But we just got to play a complete game and, you know, do the things that we know that we're we do well and, you know, just play, play well in all three phases. I mean, you you guys were the better team, frankly, that day
1: against the Bengals. And I know it doesn't matter if they score more points. Ooh. What advice would you have for the Rams? Because I think the Bengals are dangerous if you let them hang
3: around. You yeah, let them hang around. They're going to bite you. It's going to be on. But I, I, I just tell them to, you know, make their plays when they're there. You know, don't let, don't, don't let them hang around. Don't let the momentum shift too much. Um... um Disrupt the quarterback. They got guys, pass rushers to get to the quarterback. Um, play the way they've been playing throughout the playoffs where Cooper Cup, um, the running pass, um, you know, blending uh, um off, off of each other and, you know, just make the plays that need to be made, especially in a big game like that. Whoever capitalizes on the plays and make the plays that need to be made usually wins the game. What do you say to the Ryan Tannehill haters out there? Look, everybody has adversity. One game doesn't define a player it's not just one one person out there playing by itself. You know, it's, it's a team effort, and um, things like that happen sometimes. But at the end of the day, I know who Ryan is, and know type of player that that he is. That he's gonna let that fuel him, and I get and not not get down on himself. And you know, we all back him, we all behind him, and you know, we all gonna, gonna stick together and come back better. Now. You guys beat the Ravens a couple of years ago after
1: they had had a bye week. You played in the wild card round. And then this year, the Titans had the bye week. The Bengals played in the wild card round. Does that make it harder, you think, if the team that, that didn't play in the wild card round to kind of get going and you're playing a team that just won a playoff game? Does it, does it make it harder for the one seed sometimes to have that week off? And I know you didn't play in week 18, but for the yeah. rest of
3: your team. No, not really. It's just in the playoffs, either you're going to take advantage of opportunity or you're not. And the team that does advances, and um, you know, and that's just that's just the way it is. You win or go home. So you know, you get you get uh, um, you get an extra extra week with a game off, and you go into the second round. And by that time, you should be hitting on all cylinders. And obviously, we didn't take advantage of that. Mike Vrabel, coach of the year. Surely they got that one right. For sure, got that one right. What
1: makes him special?
3: Um, you know, he's 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 played this game for a long time and played at a high level. And played in Super Bowls, so he understands the players. He knows, you know, what we what we go through every day, and um, he's a hands-on coach. Um, he uh, takes takes care of us, and then you know you see the job that he done with all the injuries that you know we had this year, and still being able to. Uh, secured a number one seed, and those those guys still playing at a high level. It just speaks volumes of what he demands out of the players and coaches, and was very deserving of that award.
1: You had 91 different guys play this year. 91. You you, you broke the record in week 12. That's how many guys you had this year. That is crazy. Uh, Who you like Sunday?
3: Uh, I um, was doing interviews earlier, and I I told him last two years I have been wrong, so I'm not going to – pick uh um a winner I'm just gonna say I hope it's a nail biter hope everybody balls out and um you know whoever wins they're the champions.
1: Oh well, if it's a nail biter it's gonna be the Bengals. Because they Burrow <laughs> Joe Burrow's gonna find a way.
3: If the Rams are gonna win this even. thing
1: they gotta come out and they gotta come they gotta step on the gas rolling, and stay yeah, there,
3: right? Yeah, I feel you on that one. Alright tell us about Old Spice. Old Spice so Old Spice has this new gentleman's blend and it's um it smells amazing it's, it's very good for your skin to have it where you can put it on your skin, have it in body wash, and they have it in deodorant, which is long lasting. It, it smells good. And I'm a person that likes to smell good. So if you want to smell good, either after a workout or you, when you're just getting up because your day started, Old Spice Gentleman's Blend is what you need to smell amazing.
1: Now, do you have to be a gentleman to use it, or does using it make you a gentleman?
3: Um, Makes sure make sure you a gentleman because you. Cause you're smelling good so when you smell good you feel good you feel like a gentleman you want to be around people you're feeling great you're up you're you're, you're going so if so there's wanna, hope
1: for me what is hope. It's hope. all i gotta do is use yes, it yes
3: all you gotta do is use it and you're gonna be good you're gonna smell good for the rest of the day i ever right. use it gentleman
1: king he's the man he does it all next year next year i don't want to see you next year this oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't want you here next week. Coming back with vengeance for sure. That's right. I want to, I want you at practice right now. Yes. Get ready right. for Super Bowl yes, 57. Right, sure. All right. right now. Uh, Derek Henry, we'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. There it is, the announcement from 2-2-22, the Washington Commanders, and the man who is in command of the Washington Commanders. Join us now, two-time NFL coach of the year, formerly with the Panthers. Now with the Washington Commanders, it has taken me a while. Yeah. Because I'm so used to saying Washington football team. Yep. Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera. Ron, great seeing you.
0: Thank you, Mike. Good to be here.
1: I was thinking earlier today when I first met you, and I remember, I'm sure you don't, but it was at the hotel in Dallas Mm -hmm. before Super Bowl 45. You had just gotten the job with the Panthers because I had been a big, hey, would somebody please hire Ron Rivera? Would somebody pay attention to what he does against Peyton Manning? Maybe somebody from the AFC South? should hire ron rivera you had just gotten a job and you were with greg knapp yep who passed earlier this year or earlier last year uh and i just remember talking to that day and it's like when you're at super Bowl, all that stuff comes back but it's great seeing you again it's been 11 years and uh everything's going great for you as a coach and it's been great to see it
0: thank you now i've been very fortunate you know I, i've had some really good teams i have some really good players and that's what we're trying to do right now we're trying to build one of those one of those teams one of those Cultures, I think, that you can win with and, and sustain it. How close do you think that is to happening? You know, I, I, there, there may be a couple of players that we, we've got to be able to secure. One of the positions we've got to get and take care of, obviously, is the quarterback position. You know, and, and again, is that guy on our roster, can one of those guys ascend to be that type of guy, or do we have to find it in the draft? Do we have to find it in free agency? Is there a trade we can make? We're going through that process right now. I mean, our scouts have been working real hard. Our personnel department's been doing a lot of work, you know, getting it to the coaches. So we'll see. Isn't it
1: amazing how, just in recent years, veteran quarterbacks are in play mm-hmm. like never before, whether it's a trade or whether it's free agency, teams are willing to part with guys they have, which gives opportunities for other teams to say, well, hey, maybe this is a guy that, that
0: we need to get us to where we want to go. You know, what it's become, too, it's about being able to sustain that. You know, I think when some people look and say, you know, this has run its course, let's see if we can make the deal. I think what Detroit did was, was masterful. Why? Because of the picks they're going to have. You know, they're building for the future. OK, they went out, got a new head coach a year ago and said, hey, let's see what we can build into. So they let Matthew go and gave him an opportunity, you know, and now look where he is. Matthew, a veteran guy's gotten his opportunity, showing people what he's capable of. Let's see what happens the rest of the way. Um, Would we love to have something like that? Yeah, if the, if the right situation is available, we want to get in on it.
1: It's a great jacket. Yes. The new logo, the new vibe, the new feel. Is that something that, that you try to seize on and, and get it in, yes. into the locker room? Everything about the team. Absolutely, we're going to take this and run with it.
0: Yeah, we are. You know, Because what we're trying to do is you know, we're trying to start a new chapter in our history. A lot of tough things have happened in the last few years, several years. And what we want to do is we want to build away from that as far as football is concerned. I understand the seriousness and, uh, of the situations, and we don't want to downplay those. But what we want to realize is that when it comes to football, guys, let's focus in on developing and building our, our own culture and then building our own legacy. Let's honor the past. We had some great years. Joe Gibbs did a tremendous thing, winning three Super Bowls, three different quarterbacks. We want to honor those guys. We want to make sure they know that, hey, we'll never forget their legacy. But in the same time, we want to develop our own. So it's an opportunity for us guys to go out and build who we are, who we're going to be for years to come. And that's what I'm trying to get across to our players right now.
1: The workplace issues that are well-documented that preceded you. Mm -hmm. You got nothing to do with it. It's not on your watch. But – you're there mm-hmm. as part of the cleanup, as yep. part of the move forward, as part of the distraction. How do you keep it? And I, I don't want to delve into the weeds. We've right. covered it, and we're going to continue to cover it because it's an important story. But how do you, as coach of the team, not let any of that stuff get through essentially the firewall between right. legal issues, business issues, and football issues?
0: Well, you know, you a little saying that, uh, that a friend of mine has, has used and, and, and shared with me, and that is, hey, let's focus in on what's important. Okay, and let's keep the interesting stuff over here. And so I tell our guys, hey, when we come to football, when we're on that field, when we're in those meeting rooms, okay, let's focus in on the game. When we step away from it, we can't. So let's go ahead and let's be respectful and let's make sure everybody understands we we get it and we're doing the best we can to change. That's one of the things that I really appreciate that I've been given the autonomy to go out and make decisions on personnel hiring, whether they're they're people in, in, in football front office or they're people on our football team. I've been given that opportunity to do that, and that's why I've hired the people that I've hired. You know, and, and I have hired people. Uh, uh, so I've hired women. And, and the reason I've hired women because when I open up that pool, okay, and whether they're minorities, whether they're women, um, it doesn't matter. I've created the opportunity to make sure I get the best people. So I've done that. Why? Well, I hired Jennifer King because she did two internships for me. She worked in college football. She worked in the, the, uh, the pro league in the spring. So she's earned the opportunity. Okay, I hired Natalia Durantes as my chief of staff. Why did I do that? Because Natalia was at Texas A&M working her way up the ranks there and came highly recommended. I interviewed her. I love the personality. I love who she is. And I believe she's going to help us go forward. So those are the things that I've been able to do. Why? Because I believe those are the right things for us.
1: On the issue of minority hiring of coaches, as of 10 days ago, it was you, Mike Tomlin, Robert Sala, the only three minority coaches in the NFL. Then came the Brian Flores lawsuit. I was blown away by the fact that you got a guy who's basically coming to the table and he's putting his career on the line Mm -hmm. as a practical matter. I mean, we know how it works, there's only 32 teams. I never thought anyone would ever do that. And I think the NFL thought no one would ever do that, which may have been one of the reasons why the NFL never really changed because they knew they were never going to face what Brian Flores decided to do?
0: I, and first of all, I think what Brian's doing is courageous, and, and, and it really truly is bringing everything to the forefront and, 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 and to the light. And I, I think it's, it, is, it is important because the, the biggest problem, in my opinion, that, that, that minorities face is that people don't know these guys. You, you have to get to know who they are to give them opportunities. I have a friend who's in sales, and one of the things he's always told me is that you need three elements if you're going to sell. OK, people have to get to know you. People have to get to like you and people have to get to trust you to buy from you. And and so we've got to find ways to put people on the, the, the owner's radars, the, the the president's radars, the GM's radars. and And maybe it takes something like what Brian's doing to get people to focus in and realize this is serious. So let's find avenues to do that. Well, to me, we have we have. A Super Bowl, we have a combine and, 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 and we have owners' meetings. Those are three great opportunities to bring a, a crowd of people that, that people saying, "Hey, these are the next ones, these are, Let's bring them in. Let's, let's get them to spend some time with the decision makers, to help them that when now we get into the new cycle, if not all of a sudden, well, who's this? Oh, okay. No. Oh yeah, I remember him. I got a chance to meet him. You know let, Let's sit down, let's talk. I think if, if we can educate them on these people that are available, it might help. But we got to do something.
1: You're also a member of the competition committee, which will set the table for Mm -hmm. the owners as to rule changes that possibly will happen for 2022. Where do you stand when it's time to sit in the meeting room and discuss this? And it comes to you and they say, Coach, what do you think about the overtime rule? What would you say?
0: I I have no issue with the overtime rule. I really don't. And and, and the reason being is whatever the rules are, we're going to play by them. And everybody says, well, they flip the coin. Nobody and, and, and if they get it, you never get a chance. Well, well, to me, the answer really is play defense. You had four quarters to play defense to make something happen, to win the game. Now we're going to get into a, a, a fifth quarter, okay? If you make a play during that fifth quarter, nobody says anything.
1: Right. Okay? Like the Bengals did against the Chiefs.
0: Absolutely. Nobody said anything about not liking the rule at that point. But the week before, everybody had an issue. I, under, I get that. I, I do. But... Let's be honest now. You had four quarters to win it, and, and, and if it happens to me, then so be it. But that's what the rules are. I like it, um, especially once we get into the, into, into the postseason. I'm not a fan of it only being 10 minutes in the regular season. But in the, the, the postseason, it's 15-minute it's quarter. If it goes that long, then you play a sixth one, then so on and so on. That, that, those, those, those are the rules. I, uh, do, 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 do you deserve a chance? Well, create your chance.
1: The problem, though, is as we see the game continue Mm -hmm. to skew toward offense and we see how the officials are protecting the quarterbacks, you know, 15 yards here, 15 yards there. And I think that's why they changed the rule after the 2009 season when the Saints had the walk-off field goal. It's like it's too easy to get in field goal range by winning the coin toss, let's at least make it a touchdown. I think now we're at the point where you can say it's too easy for a good offense to score a touchdown on the first drive.
0: No, and that's legit. That really is. That will be something we'll look at because we'll get all the stats. They'll break it down for us and we'll be able to discuss it. But that's a good point because you do have to look at that because I don't disagree that it's becoming easier for offenses to move the ball because of the way the rules are set. But maybe we need to look at those rules. Maybe there's something we can do to slow those rules down a little bit. You know, I've always been one that I'll be honest with you, the one that I always struggle with is the grounding, throwing the ball out of bounds when you break the ball. I mean, I've always struggled with that. Here you are, you flush the quarterback, you get all the coverage downfield, everything's great, but now he can just throw the ball and, and, and get away with it. I've always, you know, why not make him, hey, you either slide get out of bounds, or try to throw the ball downfield. I
1: would never thought of it that way, but again, these are rules that are aimed yep. at keeping the quarterbacks upright, yep. keeping the quarterbacks in the games, especially with 17 regular season games now. The taunting rule was a big deal this year. The rule's yes. been on the books forever. People didn't realize yeah. that. There was an effort to make it a point of emphasis in 2014. Yep. It came back around this year. You've spoken out in favor of it. My only concern with it is this. There's no way to always know when two guys are talking after a play that it's a taunt. Maybe a guy's not happy. And we've seen this a few times. Guy's not happy because of the way he got hit. He's not taunting. Yep. He's saying, why'd you do that? Yep. I, I feel like moving forward, there's got to be a greater sensitivity to what that interaction really is.
0: No, and I, I don't disagree because that was the intent of it was we wanted to make sure that 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 what guys were doing wasn't provoking something else. You know, what I mean, I mean, we we had these melee's where, where four, five, six guys you know get into a fight. We had melee's where guys were coming off the bench. We're trying to prevent those things. That's what that's what the intent of the rule really was. You know, the emphasis of hey, let's let's don't let it escalate to the next thing because we don't want to see that. We we our fans don't need to see that type of action, and, and that's what the intent. So we did somehow miss in terms of getting it interpreted to the referees. I don't disagree with you. One of the things I, I, I do think we need to think about when we start getting into these personal fouls with these unsportsmanship like conducts, we need to take a longer look at that because what happens in some of those cases, it's the second guy that gets provoked. And, and, and that's another thing that needs to be taken a, a look at. So it, there are a lot of little detail things we gotta, we got to clean up. But the, the, I think one of the problems we, got, we have is that we also have time constraints. You know, we want these games played right around three hours. And if you start having a flurry of penalties now, it kind of skews that and you get away from what we're trying to do.
1: Before we started, we were talking about Coach Madden yes. and your work with him when you were on the coaches' subcommittee. You started to tell me a great story about how you first met him. And I said, let's, let's hang on. I want to hear about it when we're talking live. So before I let you go, I want to hear your story about how you got to know Coach Madden and what an impact he had on you as a football player and as a coach.
0: Well, when I was a kid, um, he, he and his family were vacationing up in, uh, in Monterey, California. Uh, they were on Cannery Row, and you know here he comes. I mean, we know who he is. He's this iconic figure. I mean, he's 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 from Oakland. I'm in Monterey. He's an hour and a half away, and I see him and his family. And I, you know, I'm with my buddies. Hey, this coach, you know, I'm gonna go up and talk to him. They're, no, no, I said, no, I'm gonna talk to him. So I go, up, I talk to him, introduce myself. You know, here I was, I was this punky high school kid. You know, I start talking, and we're talking, and congratulating him and stuff. And I said, you know, I'm gonna play in the NFL someday. And he just looked at me, and goes, All right, kid, follow your dreams, follow your gut. Signed me an autograph. I still have that autograph. Wow. In fact, I was home last week celebrating my dad's 87th birthday, and I took a look at it. I still have it. My mom has it in my scrapbook, and it was really cool. It was really cool to see. But, you know, I fast forward into where I am today. Um, nine years ago, after my second season with the Panthers, Mr. Richardson told me, you need a mentor. I want you to call a friend of mine, John Madden. I said, Oh, I know coach. He said, well, he's expecting your call. So I call coach. We talked a little bit and he said, Ron, I'd love you to come out and spend time with me. What I want you to do is I want you to take a look at these games. You're three and 13 and games decided by six or less. Go back and look and see what you could have done different. So I said, okay. So I went, I did it. I wrote this nice little report about 15, 20 pages, somewhere in there. I can't remember how many, but I I bring it into coach and we're sitting there, we're talking. I said, Oh, I got that report you wanted me to do. He looked at me and goes, I said, yeah, you know, when you told me about those 13 games I had lost, he goes, oh, yeah, that's not for me. That's for you. He goes, what did you learn? And I said, well, I learned I, I was going by the book. And, 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 and truthfully, what I was doing is I was doing the safe thing. Mm-hmm. He said, Ron, there is no book. He said, you've coached enough. You've played enough to know. Go from your gut. Go from your experience. And from that point on. That's,
1: that's where Riverboat Ron came from. Exactly. That's Coach Madden. Coach yep. Madden is responsible for Riverboat Ron. Now they're all Riverboat captains. Yes. Now, it's the, now you're going against the grain if you don't yep. roll the dice.
0: Well, you know, to me it's about feel. It really is because I've done that where I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go for it. I punted. Why? Because I felt we're playing good defense. We could trap them. And we did. We trapped the team down there, got the ball back, and then scored the game winner.
1: And you know what? People people get mad because they think I'm anti-analytics. I'm in favor of having all the numbers at your disposal. But at the end of the day, somebody who's got years of experience, who's been through situation after situation after situation, understands which way the wind's blowing, what's happening, how you're playing, how they're playing, and it all comes into one pot that gets stirred and you have a gut feeling on what to do.
0: Well, the analytics aren't there to make the decision. They're to help you. They're a tool to be used to sit there and look at it because one thing analytics can't tell you about is the weather. It can't tell you about the referees. It can't tell you about the opponent. Okay, It can just tell you what the numbers tell you. So you've got to have a good feel for what's going on at that moment with your team, with your opponent, with the fans, with the referees.
1: All right. Well, Coach, whenever you're ready to hang up the Letterman jacket for good, you can have Sim seat because this is more fun. (laughs) Sorry, Chris. You weren't here today. That's what happens. You got Wally Pipp by Ron Rivera. Uh, Everybody out there, thanks for uh, all your time this week, and we appreciate all of our guests, Coach Rivera and everyone else who spent some time with us. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll see you bright and early Monday morning.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So,